Hello, welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. Um, as always, I am two thirds of your host, Daniel, and I've been here the whole time. Uh, surprise. Joining me is that other third, Jesse. Hey, um, you know, y- you know me. We've, we've been, you know, talking and recording for a little while. Um, I'm actually from the, uh, from the FBI. I've been, I've been hired. Oh, word. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you thought I died last season, but I've actually been here um, this whole time. Yeah. Also, <laughs> man, there's so much going on with this episode. Ooh, this is such a good episode. Yeah, uh, also, um, it makes me laugh a lot that you kept on bringing back Chick um, in our discussions and the Chick era and uh, how much Chick ruined season two because <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the Chick era was the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Season 3, Episode 22, Chapter 57, Survive the Night, the season finale of Season 3. Uh, and yeah, uh, as as we just referenced, it turns out Chick has been here literally the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, oh my god, if, I love it so much. <laughs> I, I think if you opened a betting pool um, while this was airing for everyone to be like... Who is the Gargoyle King? I don't think anyone would have guessed that minor character that died in season two. Well, don't wait, minor character. Don't you be the person who derailed almost 10 episodes? Yeah, <laughs> for no reason. God, so much happens in this episode. I'm, I'm just I'm so about this episode. It's so very good. Uh, so we're going to open up immediately after the last episode. Tony has just escaped. Cheryl inexplicably uh, stayed behind for no real reason. But uh, she ran back to Thistle House, where I guess, ooh, her feet are all cut up. But uh, there's some feet pics for the boys. Uh, but uh, Penelope was there getting some mail, I guess she said. Because, um, of course, Penelope got kicked out of this house. But so Tony tells her all about it. Uh... And Penelope vows to help, essentially, is the scene. Except, um, she was just buying time. She drugged the tea she gave Tony. Tony passed out. Yeah. Hey, everyone, Penelope's a bad guy. <laughs> hey, remember when Penelope was a bad guy for two seasons and we kind of just forgot about it because she was pretending to be a, a dominatrix for a little bit? Oh, come now, Jesse. She wasn't pretending. Okay. She's a dominatrix. She is. <laughs> okay, she's a... See, the thing is, though, I think dominatrices would understand consent more, though. Hmm, Yeah. I mean, she's not a good dominatrix. <laughs> she's a bad one. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, right after that scene, we cut to FP and Jughead basically saying, like, well, we need to find out who the Gargoyle yeah. King of this last episode, right? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, they're debriefing because, of course, Jughead learned uh, last episode from Ethel that the Gargoyle King is Jason Blossom. And also that Jason Blossom's grave is empty. Uh, and so we're led to believe... Oh, is it maybe really Jason Blossom back from the dead? Uh, no. 
No. It's not spoilers, but they're they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Betty's about to get operated on by Edgar when uh, Evelyn interrupts because Penelope's shown up. Also, okay, so we know that so we know that Ethel not Ethel, mm, uh, that Evelyn, Evelyn and Edgar are married. Why does she still mm-hmm. call him dad and not daddy? Uh, you know, you got to stay in character. I guess you you don't want to you don't want to slip up. Uh, next to the new initiates that don't know. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that's what uh Cheryl called him the entire time, just like, "Hey, Daddy," the entire time. <laughs> it's um, really uncomfortable. What What reason do you think Penelope needs a bunch of organs for? Uh, well, well, she so well, she was buying. She was basically buying all of Betty's organs. Oh, that's what she was referencing. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, does that mean? (laughs) Does that mean she was trying to do a like a good old slavery thing? Uh, It comes off a little bit that way. I mean, I mean, I don't think it is. No, no, she. Betty, Betty is of blossom blood, and so Penelope doesn't want her get to get cut off like that. Um, Yeah, she is essentially negotiating uh, for the release of both Cheryl and Betty uh, via money. It's just she she said the way she phrased it was I know all about your organ operation and I'm looking to buy in bulk, which Jesse correctly identified as a euphemism for buying out Betty and Cheryl's uh, organs. I just thought maybe she was starting her own organ thing and got Betty like as a sign signing bonus. <laughs> that would be so good because you, you know sometimes when you spend enough money with one place they're like oh let's give you some perks uh because you've been a good customer I'm no, pre- that's not what happened I'm to pretty you. sure what uh what she was doing was she was doing uh that one episode of Invader Zim where she needed more organs so she could appear to be oh. more human right right yeah uh Jughead's interviewing some random uh dominatrix at the Cherry Club or whatever it's called currently uh because they figured out that Kurtz must have used the brothel at some point. I'm not super clear on why. I don't think it really matters. Um, he does call uh, Penelope the Red Dahlia again, but then has to clarify he means Penelope. Because again, no one but him and Betty are using that nickname. Yeah. Also, um, that is the only dominatrix that seems to have any lines besides... Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you gotta pay him more if they have lines, so... Yeah. She's an over five. Yeah, uh, she mentioned uh, also that uh, she is aware that Penelope's son, Jason, often comes around, uh, further leading us to believe that maybe Jason somehow faked his death for a second time. Because if we remember, the twist in season one was also that he had faked his death. There's so many... Oh, God. Uh, meanwhile, Alice is getting a little cagey about all the evolving circumstances... Um, Edgar tells her to not worry about it because they're all going to ascend. Uh, so she doesn't need to worry about such earthly trivial matters anymore. Yeah, but we get a, like, God, a- you remember the Alice twist at the end of this? Yeah. That was crazy. So Alice, so Alice does a little, like, smirk to the camera almost for, like, a, like a good couple seconds right after. So you know something's up. Um, uh, meanwhile... Uh, the Lodges are dealing with their estate now that Hiram's been locked up. Um, and I guess Hermione and Veronica are now co-owners of Pop's Chocolate Shop, the speakeasy, and I guess all of the rest of Hiram's holdings. I mean, are they, or is there going to be a... Is Veronica going to own all of it real soon? <laughs> true. Oh, true. Yeah, we don't... Other than she, quote, gets married. I bet she marries Elio. 
I bet that's what it is. How much you want to bet me, Jesse? Mm, yeah, probably. I think we're still a season away from that because I think the well, time skip spoilers are for season five. Well, but no, uh, Hermione gets taken away for felony charges, which mm. which means all the th- things would go to her. Yeah. Um, but a uh, couple things. Uh, Veronica gifts Archie the gym. I think we learn about that a little later. But she mentioned that talking to the lair, the lawyer. And then uh, all three of them, Jughead, Veronica, and Archie, received letters from the Gargoyle King. Uh, and so now they must meet together one last time to defeat the evil or whatever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Betty wakes up, not on the operating table, but in a bed with a outfit picked out for her um, and a letter, same as the rest. Telling her to get dressed and meet the rest of them downstairs for the Gargoyle King's final quest. And uh, it's a sparkly pink prom dress essentially and uh she she when she walks down the stairs she sees the main cast uh betty veronica well no no sorry archie veronica and jughead and they're at the long table that happens to have penelope at the head yep you know so uh betty got dressed by the outfit penelope picked out everyone else is in dining formal which implies that uh all that their cards had a dress code um, listed on it, which is funny to me. Yeah. And, uh, um, Sister Agatha, or Woodhouse. Yeah, Agatha Wood, Sister Woodhouse, yep, she's still alive. And- uh, she was apparently, uh, Penelope's mentor when Penelope was, uh, a girl there. And taught her everything she knows about poisons. Uh, which means those nuns didn't take the poison voluntarily. Uh, Sister Woodhouse murdered them all. And now uh, Penelope's got a monologue, uh, all the secrets um, of this episode. Because uh, they they ran out of episodes this season. Yep. They ran out of episodes. <laughs> they pretty much says, oh yeah, we need to tie up some loose ends. Are we loose ends? Yeah, technically, because, you know, there's a whole Midnight Club thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, basically... <laughs> oh, and then the Black Hood shows up. So, yeah, she's explaining to all of them that this has all been... Uh, her evil plan the whole time. Um, she controls both the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King. And we know, of course, the Black Hood is Hal, who she's been having sex with. Um, and then we learn that the Gargoyle King is, in fact, dun-dun-dun. It's, it's Chick. It's Chick. With red hair. With red hair. He dyed his hair red and, and calls Penelope Mommy now. Um, and is pretending to be Jason. Mm, okay. Ooh, see, the thing is, that has very unfortunate uh, ramifications, especially since she was a uh, a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, don't don't worry. She pegs chick. Don't even worry. One hundred percent. Yeah, she she's she's not even a soft mommy dommy. She's like a real tough yeah. mommy dommy. She doesn't care for That's brats right. at all. I mean, it kind of sounds like Chick was, like, a bottom when he was doing sex work as well, so, like, he's used to it. Yeah. It sounded like he got beat up a lot on the job, so. Oh, I love it. Uh, I, th- I think it was either, I think it was Betty, but, like, why do you have red hair? Like, you can fucking dye it, Betty. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what century do you live in? <laughs> so, uh, between Penelope and Jughead, they explain the whole thing, which is that uh, you know, when Betty offered Shake up to die, uh, Hal saw the darkness within him, uh, and took him on as 
a apprentice instead of murdering him. Meanwhile, Penelope planted the thoughts into Hal's head while they were boinking that he should become a serial killer and purge this town of sin. Um, all to get revenge uh, on a town that she feels failed her since they let her, you know, get adopted into the creepy incest family. Why don't you take revenge on the incest family? I mean, they're all dead, Jesse. Yep. <laughs> Everyone but Cheryl. Yeah, guess what? She took her revenge. <laughs> like, all she, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand there'd be some really deep-seated uh, mm-hmm. um, Oh, yeah, and she, she says that... Uh, not only, I think she's referring to the Midnight Club here, not only did they all mock her while in school because she was a square, but when Jason <clears> died, not a single one of them reached out to comfort her. And so this whole town is damned uh, because no one likes me, and so now you all have to die. To be fair, <laughs> she's not, like, a pleasant to be around. <laughs> no, she's not, but, you know, that's not her problem. It's your problem because she's boinking the serial killer. Because, like, the only the only reason people are around her now is because they probably... Because she pegs them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yep, she explains after Hal got arrested, Chick went to find her because uh, Hal's mommy is his mommy as Hal's apprentice. Uh, and so she taught him G&G, and he released it to Riverdale. <clears throat> oh, yeah, sorry, he taught it to Ben Button, who was the guy at the uh, cinema, the, at the Bijou, that, were, that he sucked his dick to get the job. And then Ben taught it to Doily, and from there, of course, it spread all over school. Although um, and it was it was Penelope all along. But you'd think, uh, considering how professionally everything was made, they probably had quite a few in the first place. Right. I mean, I guess Penelope drove the town over and went to a Kinko's and got them all printed up nice. <laughs> Apparently. She went she went on GameCrafter.com and submitted this game for publishing. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, this is. I don't understand this uh, game at all, but apparently a lot of people yeah. like it, and they. Oh, Game Crafter doesn't give a fuck about QA. They just provide you the pieces to assemble your game if you give them money. Which is she did put out an entire roast baby pig for them to eat. That's very nice of her. That's considerate. Is that why you're going to submit your uh, big dreams and sexy teens? Uh... Uh, I mean, I don't need to, because that thing doesn't have any pieces associated. If I were to make some sort of board game, I would probably use GameCrafter.com. Yeah, this yeah. episode brought to you by GameCrafter.com. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I wish we had sponsors. I wish we did, too. It'd make it a lot easier for me to exist without panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they got to eat, because now they're in uh, the hunting grounds. Yeah, it, it doesn't really seem like they got to eat. I, like, I mean, at least let them, like, eat before, because if they're gonna die, you know, it's at least... Maybe if Jughead weren't so goddamn busy deducting and monologuing about who the real villain is, they would have had some time. But instead, they get brought out to the woods and oh, how, basically told... How many told, minutes in uh, did that come up? The Riverdale uh, thing? That was at the 12, 13 minute mark, just about. Well, to be fair, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to be fair to them at this point. They need to know how to, like, intro the A-B plots quicker no. in these. Um, so they're in the woods, and they've been told they need to survive the night, or all the gargoyles will hunt them down. Um, and there are, like, quests inside the woods they have to do. Meanwhile, Tony, or not Tony, uh, Kevin and Fangs are doing some sort of weird, we're kneeling and holding hands thing. And Cheryl says, hey, bitches, it's time to stop being cult members now. 
Um, but what once again, people just keep on barging in on them, saying insane shit with no proof. Oh, she just she does try. She brings them to the fridge, but it's been emptied since then. So, uh, they're like, no, we still love the farm. But the farm is great. It's definitely we're getting ready to ascend. It'd be so great if the farm had like a very tiny asterisk next to it, and on the back of the shirt it says Oregon, like like really <laughs> close on like the hem on the inside. Right. <laughs> So Cheryl's plan to get them to come with her is to just go door by door and try to find out where those dang organs went. Oh, but they've hit it with an extreme Dutch angle, so you know you know things are about to get spooky. It's like on a dominatrix club. It's on the uh, lower right hand side, but they tilt the camera so much you can't see yeah. it. Uh, she opens up a final door and sees a person slumped over in a wheelchair. Um. And she's like, who's this? Then she gets closer and gets a good look and gives a big scream. She got real spooked by that. Yeah, real big scream. Hey, Jesse, you remember what she does after that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It's real good. I like this episode a lot. Yep. Uh, so uh, so they, they found the first quest in the woods, and it is a one-person quest. Uh, you remember when Archie got mauled by a bear? Well, we're tying it full circle um, now he has to fight a man in a bear costume. <laughs> yeah. But he's ready because he fought a real bear. It, it's a big man, too. A real big man yeah. who kicks the shit out of that first. I'm sad it's not Tallboy. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be so great. That would be so funny, right? If Tallboy came back one final time. They don't really say who this guy is, do they? They, they just found a big guy. Yeah. You know, sometimes... <laughs> okay, yeah, it's just it's just a big dude. <laughs> Come on, I'm a, I'm a big guy. You would... <laughs> you would have not put your big guy on his birthday. You'd want to fight a big guy, right? It's my birthday. You'd want to fight a big guy on his birthday, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Archie is pretty much just like, yo, I've got a, I've, I've been fighting all year. Yeah, but you lose half the time unless you're fighting against teenagers. So far more than half. Archie's lost a lot. He's not actually a very good fighter. It turns out. Like he's, he's uh, more... and he also doesn't take off his shirt because he's a coward. Yeah, I feel like he's he's a fighter in the way that Daredevil's dad was a fighter. Like he's just real good at taking mm-hmm. punches. Yeah, which you need those he's a people. Scrapper. Yeah, you need those people. Yeah, he scraps. Yeah, he's just uh, an organized boxing where you need actual technique. He's not very good. Yeah, he's like good at mu- <laughs> like he's way better at uh. At like as as you knuckle. said, Jesse, if this were the 1800s and he were in uh, Irish New York, he would thrive. Yeah, exactly. Like, he could throw sand in people's eyes if he wanted to. He could punch them in the nuts if he wanted to. There's a, there's a big bone that Archie and this guy have been trading off using as weapons. I don't know why that's Well, there. it's... It's. I was, I was thinking the entire time, like, don't paladins often use, like, weapons? Why didn't he pick up a something... <laughs> But um, because he's not actually a paladin, Jesse. He's just a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, but you think it would? You think that they would provide a weapon or something? Mm. Because more size. Yeah. But actually, I would have loved it if they just oh. used all the weapons in Baron Quinn's room of exotic weaponry. <laughs> oh, Make Archie fight with hook swords. Oh. Give Jughead a flail. Oh, it'd be great if uh, he had a instead of he had a uh, comma. You know, like the the weighted uh, oh, scythe, yeah, 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 with uh, with the ch- yeah. scythe, the rated chain. Like it was just like they needed to clear out the ninja store that's about to close down in the mall. <laughs> 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 so 
So they're yeah, just... the place that's always called like pewter wizards or whatever, and just sells swords and like dragon statues and <laughs> crystals. Yeah, they just have a ninja store. They just have ninja weapons yeah. for some reason, and no one goes there for really obvious reasons. <laughs> Literally, just Kurtz. Kurtz is the only guy who shops there. <laughs> and you know, they were having their staff meeting, Chick and Hal and Penelope and Kurtz, and they were like, "All right, we gotta we gotta have some quests to send these kids on to kill them." Uh, what do you got? And, you know, how was like, well, I think maybe they should fight the Black Hood again, you know, like Rocky II. Uh, and, you know, Chick was like, oh, well, I think um, maybe they should do Russian roulette. You know, that that could be cool. And Curtis is like, hey, guys, don't even sweat it. I've got this. All right. I got some size. I got some nunchaku. I got a Hanzo Hattori katana. I swear that's what the seller said on Amazon, so it must be true. You know, we're we're gonna do it upright. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll provide all of this for free if you let me see two milfs fight. <laughs> <laughs> My one request. <laughs> oh, uh, and now Cheryl's confronting Edgar because she's realized the way she's made, uh, he's made her see her brother is by giving her drugs and hallucinogens and then showing her his actual physical corpse that he stole. Yeah, it's it's uh pretty bad. <laughs> you you would think they would just use chick. I feel like that would be easier to buy while on hallucinogens than like a corpse, but maybe it's cuz his face is too round. He doesn't have as long as a face. Yeah, but you know, uh Jason's face is rotting. <laughs> okay. Also, I just realized, okay, so the next so the next scene we have the enchantress, which is Betty. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to take uh basically have her and uh her best friend companion. which is yeah. obviously uh Veronica the person who she's barely been around this entire season right uh, and they're supposed to drink they're basically supposed to do like spin the bottle russian roulette yeah drinking poison uh, one of these chalices is been poisoned and they must spin the bottle and take turns drinking until they're all gone and uh, if you ever seen that one scene from The Princess Bride, maybe keep that in mind. Um. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I was thinking about the part where they slowly built immunity to poison, and that's not relevant. The other half is. No, the other one. All, uh, all the cups all are the poisoned. All the chalices are poisoned. Yeah, it's every, everything's poisoned, it turns out. Uh, so they take turns uh, spinning it and be like, oh, I love you, bestie. You remember when we first met in season one and we played Spin the Bottle then? And it was for Archie's mouth, but now we're playing for our lives, full circle. Uh, and then they just take turns drinking, and nothing happens, because, surprise, they were all poisoned. Yep, and it's a slow-acting poison. Yeah, not a fast-acting one, like the description said. Yeah, and they have this very tense scene where they're where they're just, you know, trading and drinking. Right. Uh, they, and uh, mean, this, is, this is also a Russian roulette, just a much slower one. Um, <clears throat> that... You know, Penelope's cheating with. I keep spinning this shit. Let's skip forward a little bit. Yeah, it's it. it's it's a tense thing for the most part. Uh, but, but there's nothing to say. They're literally, literally just spinning the bottle and taking turns drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She drinks the final cup. All right, there's one cup left, and it's Betty's turn. Veronica didn't drop dead, so it must be this is the poisoned one. But before she can drink it, Veronica grabs it out of her hand and swills it down. Yeah. Because, you know, they're best friends, even though they haven't hung out together at all this season. You're right. 
Um, and so now while they're waiting to die, uh, Penelope shows up and says, Surprise! I cheated! You're both dying! And the only way to get the antidote is to finish the rest of the quests. Penelope rolled up here with just two gargoyle guards. There's four of the kids. I feel like they could have taken her. <laughs> well, don't don't they have, like, guns or, like, spears or something? Something that will, like, kill them? Uh, one guy had a staff and the other guy had a machete, which, <sighs> I mean, if Archie takes on the machete guy, I think Jughead can take on the staff guy. Well, Jughead carries a weapon. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like Archie would be quick enough to get within the, um... The range of yeah, the machete. Yeah, once you get inside the guard, then, you know... It becomes much less effective as a weapon. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on their way to the final test or whatever, Archie's like, I still love you, Veronica. Uh, and Veronica's like, remember that time you walked in on me and Reggie? I promise we didn't fuck, because I still love you too. You know that thing that we said that we weren't, you know, like in love? It turns out yeah. we are, and... She did say she still wanted to keep dating Reggie, though, so that, you know, that's awkward. I mean, it's, um, I mean, may- maybe she's trying to set up, like, a threesome situation. Like, she just really wants, like, double Ds. She's, uh, she's maneuvering and scheming. <laughs> yeah, she's she's really scheming for a, uh, for a threesome, but she doesn't really know how to do it right now. She wants that Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh... You know, and you know Reggie would be like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, Reggie would think that's so sick that him and his bro get to fuck the same girl. And it's, and you it's, know, maybe if they just happen to both make intense eye contact while Eiffel Towering Veronica, that's fine. Yeah. If, you know, if deep in your mind you pretend like you're fucking your bro instead of the girl you're fucking together, if she's just a proxy for you to fuck your bro, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, That's natural. Yeah, and the thing is, they're wearing socks, so it's not gay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the balls don't touch. It's not gay, bro. Um. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, Alice is rescuing uh both Cheryl and one of the twins, Dagwood or Juniper. Who gives a fuck? Oh, it's Juniper because Dagwood was the son that uh, Penelope took to turn into Jason. The third, I guess, because she already turned Chick into Jason as well. She just went to Jason's. Yeah, it, it's a trilogy. So there's the first Jason, there's Jason 2, and then there's Jason 3. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say Jason 3 was a radical departure from the tones of Jason 1 and Jason 2. But, uh, you know, Jason 3's got its fans. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was Jason 10 when he went to space. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Tony's waking up from whatever sedative uh, was given to her, and Nana... Rose is here to be lucid and give more plot. <laughs> I love that Nana Rose is like, my evil daughter has taken your friends and put them in the woods to kill them all. And t- Tony's like, yeah, I don't really know them like that. I got to find my girlfriend. <laughs> she literally says like, that's cool. Hang on. I need to go rescue Cheryl first. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like the only connection she had to the to the main characters was... Like, Jughead, really? Yeah, and they're not in the same gang anymore. Jughead kicked her out. She's got no loyalties here. Yeah. Uh, So the final test is, uh, I guess they're going to fight Chick, who's shirtless. And it's not for the daddies, because he's so skinny. Um, And he's got an axe, and he's fighting Jughead. Um, I don't, I don't know. 
Who cares about Chick? No one's ever cared. I do like this. There's a pause in the fight where Drakehead's like, okay, but why are you doing this? Why, why, why have you done all these evil things? And he's like, uh, because it rules to be evil. Who wouldn't want to get worshipped and have people sacrifice to the home? That rocks. You know, Jake is like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I love it when an evil dude is just like, because being evil is awesome. Yeah, the thing is, is I, like, I appreciate a well-thought-out villain with, like, pathos, yeah. but also I just love it when a villain is just like, yeah, I'm evil and it's fun. Not not every guy needs a sympathetic uh, backstory and a morally gray character. Like, sometimes a dude can just be like, because I love being evil, man. It rules. <laughs> uh, so, Drughead manages to knock out uh, Chick. It's fine. It, none of these are, like, extremely climactic because uh, we don't care about the random big man or Chick as characters. No. There's there's no catharsis to seeing Chick get knocked out because he's just Chick. Yeah. It's it just Chick. Yeah. Like, Betty was gonna fight that guy. It's not... It doesn't feel like you accomplished anything. Like, Betty Betty wouldn't think... Tw- Betty literally left him to die. Hey, I kill people. Ask around. I will literally kill you. Ask around. People know I'm crazy. And Jughead's like, wow, I can't believe that Pen- Penelope has been responsible for everything in the past three seasons. Isn't that crazy? Um, and they're just contemplating how wild their lives are as they get to the final task. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tony has, uh, run to, or Tony is mobilizing the pretty poisons to go rescue Cheryl. Um, but Cheryl comes running up with the baby and says, I'm fine. Let's all go commit some homicide together. You know what? Spoiler alert. They do. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> this is why when you asked me if Cheryl's ever killed anyone, I was like, uh, maybe. Mm. It's because of this scene. It's like, she probably did, but we're not positive. Um, so Nana Rose explains where everyone is to Cheryl then, and then Cheryl and Tony collectively mobilize the pretty poisons um, to go commit some light homicide. <clears throat> yeah, just light homicide, though. Not, you yeah. know, not anything. Not heavy homicide. No, just light homicide. Yeah. Just a peppering of homicide. So it's the uh, final task uh, of... It's Betty's turn. Very brave of her to kiss Jughead after ingesting poison. I mean, I've seen Romeo and Juliet. It just seems like a bad idea. But uh, she approaches the altar or whatever to do the final task. She uh, unwraps the box that has been placed here. And inside is a gun with a note that says one bullet. And of course, her task is to face the Black Hood. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, this episode's <clears throat> flown by. <laughs> Well, it's it's because it seems to it has the pace of earlier Riverdale, where it was yeah. just they, yeah, I'm having a great time. It, it is it's flying by, and I'm getting a lot of yeah. uh, unnecessary details. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Hal's like, you know, embrace your darkness. You have to kill me. It's show your true nature, or whatever the fuck. And he pulls a gun on her to like force her to do it. Says she has to count of three. Don't um, kill, if you don't kill me, I'll kill. Have to kill. We'll kill the rest of them. Yeah, and also you know the antidote things hanging above his head. So yeah. 
Um, I don't believe she shoots him. I believe someone else shoots him here. Does she? I thought she... No, wait. I thought she did shoot him. Oh, no, she does shoot him. All right. <clears throat> good stuff, Betty. Uh, you really do have the darkness in you. And we know it's a good shot because we saw her practicing with firearms earlier in the season. Look at that attention to detail. Yeah. Oh, never mind. It's a bad shot. She shot off his fucking fingers. Well, maybe that's what she oh, wanted to Oh, to, to disarm him. Okay. She says, I'll never be like you, Dad. I would be pissed because I already lost one of my hands and now I've lost two fingers off the other hand. It'd, I'd be annoyed as hell. It'd be like, come on. Like, at least go for, I don't know, yeah. my leg. Um, and then uh, Penelope <clears throat> calls him a little beta cuck that can't accomplish anything and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Uh, Betty's very sad about it. I hope he comes back. I mean, they've shot Jason in the head, too, and he keeps coming back. So, not this Jason. I'm talking about the serial killer Friday the 13th Jason. I hope he becomes like that. It just keeps coming back. Yeah. Um, and then, shock of all shocks, uh, even though they won the game, the woman bent on revenge said, Actually, I don't think I will let you live. Gargoyles hunt them down and kill them. Uh, who could have seen that coming? And so they all have to flee while uh, these ghoulies, I guess... Uh, chase them down for murder? I guess? Who are these guys, and why are they so okay? <clears throat> uh, like, I, I don't see how they're profiting from this, but it's fine, because the serpents and the pretty poisons uh, pull up, and then the pretty poisons, who all practice archery, just start fucking... And then I started blasting, and uh, they just pepper all these gargoyles full of arrows. <clears throat> like, they, they shoot six or seven of them center mass. <laughs> Not, I don't think all of them are getting back up. No. Um, and then the guard goes finally break, because turns out when you're um, a bunch of drug-dealing teenagers, getting shot with arrows isn't, like, really in the job description, and so you're like, fuck this, and you bail. Um, and now they are the hunted, as the pretty poisons are going to chase them down for some reason, because they love murder, I guess. I mean, if there's one thing we know about this season, is that some people just love murder, and apparently... The, That's true. And, you know, maybe <laughs> the next season there'll be a lot of murder, too. Um, if that teaser's anything to go by, you bet your ass Oh my god, will. I love that teaser so much. It's so good. The way they <clears> frame <throat> it is incredible, too. Um, but they all get back to save the people from Ascension. Um, but they were too late. Everyone's ascended, except for Kevin, who they left behind... And he's very upset about it, because they said someone has to stay behind to explain what happened. It's very heavy. And there's piles... Yes. Uh, there's, there's piles of clothes around them, <clears throat> around him, though. Like, they literally got raptured. Um, but everyone is gone, and we don't know where they went. But Kevin says you'll never see them again, because they've ascended. Does that mean Fangs is gone? Uh, yes, presumably. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's no longer fake-married. Yeah. Um, and so now we're wrapping up, um, everything's slowing down. Um, I guess people vandalize Pops at some point. I guess. <laughs> that was not relevant. Um, but now it's a community, uh, job to clean it up. Uh, guess what? The Gargoyle King doesn't live because they fucking killed nope. him. <laughs> Very anticlimactically. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we see Cheryl be fucking oh, crazy. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Cheryl brought home that figure in the wheelchair and turns out that figure is uh just jason blossom's corpse with his lips sewn shut for some reason how is she i don't think that's proper how is she coroner. preserving him he seems very i mean 
there's a lot of embalming fluid that goes into burying someone. I guess. So I guess. Oh, yeah. It has been like two years, though. Yeah. I don't know. Because even I'm sure it doesn't smell great. Even embalming, like you'll you'll still uh, yeah eventually it, rot. yeah it will eventually rot yeah yeah Th- um we get a nice little scene where uh <laughs> Hermione just gets what she should have gotten in the middle of the season where she yeah. planned the murder of her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also busted by the FBI, um, which gets reported to Hiram, who is in jail in his own prison. And so all these guards still work for him. And this was like, I think it's implied Hiram's plan. And he's like, perfect. Uh, it's all according to my plan. I- I'm going to keep pumping iron. So I, <laughs> he says, you got a big storm coming, honey. I just, um, I, just as- I almost would have rathered Hiram die this season. I'm kind of tired. But but look at how good he looks without a shirt. I mean, he looks good. Don't get me wrong. He is very daddy. But like, mm-hmm. you know, story wise, I'm just kind of done with his bullshit. Yeah, maybe it'll be another like Hal uh, Betty situation, and Veronica will just go to jail to ask him advice and act terribly as a result. Yeah, that'll probably it's going to be what happens. She seems to always end up talking to him. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Archie owns El Royale and has asked, uh, Mad Dog to become a co-owner with him. Meanwhile, um, a generic white man shows up at Jughead slash Betty's place, uh, as an FBI agent, uh, and explains to Betty and Jughead that Alice was actually, um, not indoctrinated by a cult, but in fact, working deep cover for the FBI. (laughs) Was part of that deep cover fucking Edgar Evernever because yeah I mean that's a know. good that's a good bonus uh, he's, yeah um just like that woman the CIA uh sent to kill Fidel um who just ended up falling in love with him that happened to multiple women too like he it's the brown nipples <laughs> what can you say the ladies love them <laughs> Fidel turns- Justin Trudeau's mom knows all about that <laughs> uh. No, uh, but yeah, Fidel Castro uh, apparently can spit a hot game and also has some real good dick moves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the FBI guy says that in order to track down um, Alice, they're going to be setting shop in Riverdale, setting up, of course, part of the new season. Um, and then he drops the bombshell that uh, the reason, in fact, that Alice was working with him is because... Uh, <laughs> This man is the real Charles, uh, Alice's real long-lost son, who he makes a point of mentioning is both half-brother with Betty and with Jughead. But, okay, wait, wait. I want to... I want to talk a little bit about this real So Yeah? Okay, so, we yeah, we definitely confirmed that yeah. Charles, you know, half-brother, whatever, because it was definitely yeah. FP. Um, yes. That, but that doesn't mean Betty and Jughead are related no, by blood. No, no, they're not. But it just uh, makes they just it, have a really fucked up family. It's just, well, no, really. If if it just means anything, it just like further makes their uh, whole thing, their whole group thing, even more incestuous. Where- yeah, <laughs> it's not great <clears throat> by any means. No. God, can you imagine if FP and Alice uh, get married after this? Oh my god. To have to explain that to people. It's like, yes, we're step-siblings, 
and we share a half brother, but we're not related, so we can fuck. It's not weird. <laughs> no, it ain't, it ain't weird at all. Um, but they're all at Pops, because of course, where else do you end a season but at Pops? Um, and Archie's basically like, hey guys, heading into our senior year, forgetting the fact that I dropped out of school, uh, let's make a promise. No more evil death cults, no more serial killers. Uh, let's just have a good, clean, normal senior year without any sort of insane Riverdale bullshit. And, uh, and they're all like, "Yeah, that's what a great plan." And then, and then we get a black title card says, "The gang, the the gang lost Jughead, and they need to burn their clothes." Yeah. Uh, so as they <laughs> cheers with their shakes, uh, we smash cut to uh, spring break of senior year, where Betty, Jughead, and Veronica are naked, or not naked, but in their underwear in front of a bonfire where they presumably burned their clothes uh, because they're covered in blood and Archie's holding a blood-stained shirt that he's about to toss into the fire. Uh, and they all vow never to speak of this moment again. Yeah, and it's just real good because they say we need to burn our clothes, including Jughead's beanie, which we don't mm-hmm. see Jughead there. True, yeah. I don't think he's dead because he's definitely in I, the fifth season. No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, similar to the Midnight Club, they all make a vow here to never speak of this again um, to each other, to their parents, their friends, their loved ones, anyone. Because um, the only way they won't get caught is if they bury this in silence and walk away. I have a feeling it's going to get out somehow. Yeah, I think this is going to be a I know what you did last summer sort of vibe. Yeah, and I really hope it's just real fucked up, too. I hope they did something really fucked up. I want it to be, like, war crimes level fucked up, honestly. Because I think that's the only way you could go up in this show. True. They need to do some um, light treason. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really funny. Um, I hope I hope Hal is the one blackmailing them, too, and sending them notes being like, I know what you did over spring break. Yeah, uh, We and then we cut back uh, with a little song. Uh, yeah, and they're like friends forever, Teehee. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a wonderful spring break. Where nothing weird will happen. <laughs> Alright, so that was season three. We've done it. We're here. From here on out, it's pure <laughs> uncharted territory, baby. So now instead of into the rewatch, it's now <laughs> reacting. <laughs> Well, yeah. actually, technically, we do rewatch it while we're uh, while we're true. Big. Yes, so um, which just makes it worse than any other React channel on YouTube. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Well, I don't really have anything more to say about this episode. A lot happened, and it was awesome. So, <laughs> Jesse, do you have anything you'd like to recommend uh, to the viewers? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't really think I've been watching too much. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, just watch something fun. Maybe I haven't watched it yet. Maybe watch Wellington Paranormal. It's a spinoff show of uh, hmm. of what we do in the shadows, and uh, hmm. what we do in the shadows is good. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend. Uh, I started finally American Vandal. Okay, <laughs> it's been a long time coming, and I've been having a great time. American Vandal is um, it is shot. And tonally, like a true crime documentary, but the crime in question is a fictitious high school in Oceanside where a student spray painted dicks on all the teachers' cars. <laughs> oh my god! But they treat it like it's a true crime murder case. It's very funny. <laughs> okay, so American Vandal, what's it on? Yes, 
it's on Netflix. There were two seasons. <clears throat> it got cut, uh, canceled tragically early. Um, and Lou Wilson, who many might recognize from Dimension 20, uh, plays a character in there. Great to see him doing work. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it's just, it's quite funny. It's quite amusing so far. Okay. Uh, that's, it's, that's a very specific niche of uh, taking something really stupid and treating it very seriously that I deeply enjoy. So that's my recommendation. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, I will. I'll add it to my list. Actually, wait. I may have, I may have something. Nope, I don't. Nope. Uh, I also, I saw, I also saw the new Dune. <clears throat> um, it was okay. Yeah, I heard that it's a very beautifully shot, and it's a better than the David Lynch one, which is, I don't know if it's hard to do or not. Yeah, I, I never saw the David Lynch one, but I don't especially care for what Lynch does, so I'm sure I would enjoy this one more. Oh, so it's, you don't uh, like lynching? Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> yes, Jesse, I don't <laughs> like lynching. I don't think that's the self own you oh, thought it was. You don't like lynching? Oh. <laughs> he just Jesse very <laughs> bravely putting into recorded permanent record that they enjoy a good lynching or two. Well, you know, us and all the other lynchers out here, we like the. <laughs> No, I do like some of David Lynch's stuff, actually, but, um, you know, in kind I of that film snobby way, you know, yeah. there's like a... I mean, that's what he is. He's for the film snob cinephiles. It's just not my bag. It's fine. I'm not like, oh, how can you like... Like, I get the people who like him, what he's doing. I just... It's not for me. You know, um, um I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the people who still talk about... uh. Twin Peaks on you, and they're gonna, they're gonna. Good, I'll tell them myself. To those people, I will, I will say David Lynch is a hack and an idiot. He's a hack at making. He's a hack at fraud. Yeah. Oh, I can make scenes that make no sense. I'm so deep. Shut the fuck up. Hey, sometimes I like seeing scenes that don't make a lot of sense. (laughs) Oh, what's the deal with the red room? It doesn't mean anything. I'm just making shit up, idiots. That's my David Lynch impression. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. anyway if you like cool space visuals and like cool sci-fi armor stuff that isn't just star wars uh you can watch the new dune it doesn't have a lot of plot to it but it sure looks pretty if you want to see the if you want to see a show i mean a movie that takes out the sperm jacking elements of dune yeah. Why would you? Why would you ever? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the best part, Jesse. <laughs> uh, fun fact: the uh, man, the something Jesuits, a uh, Jesuit, Jesuit, whatever, the witches, the ones that have the power. To, oh, the the Ben Jesuit. Ben Jesuits, yeah. Um, they uh, their whole thing, their whole witch thing, is they sperm jack men, and so they oh, can nice. con- uh, so they can continue to make more of them with their. And they also yeah. try to take control over a bunch of people. I just, I, My, did, I don't know. That's you know, I just, I, I very specifically remember the Ben and Jesuit's <laughs> name because um, my favorite fantasy series growing up was Wheel of Time, which I knew uh, right away was a bad Lord of the Rings ripoff. It's not a especially well written series, but um, it wasn't until like in college when I read Dune that I realized the other half of it is just a Dune ripoff. Oh, I'm gonna tell people who read all 58 books of, <laughs> of Wheel of Time. And, Good. And all f- Wheel of Time nerds are fucking jokes. I'll dunk on those idiots all day. 
you know what? If this if this uh, podcast had a Twitter, he'd be like, "Hey, suck it, Will of Time people! I hate that you're getting Truly. a show. I hope it gets canceled." Oh, I'm absolutely gonna watch that train wreck on Amazon when it comes out. <laughs> Have no fear. Wait, wasn't there a Will of No? Wait, wasn't there a Will of Time show that I mean movie that had like a Oprah in it? Uh, no. What am I but- thinking of? I'm not sure what you're thinking of, but here, let me explain the tumultuous journey it has taken to make this Wheel of Time TV show. So for years, years before the Amazon Prime show, um, the rights to a television production of the Wheel of Time was owned by uh, Red Eagle Productions, which was just a small little production company that bought the rights uh, to develop a TV show and just never did. They sat on those rights for years, um, you know, which I don't super blame them for. It's a very difficult series to adapt. It's full-on high fantasy bullshit. Um, And then, um, out of nowhere, a pilot episode for a Wheel of Time TV show starring Billy Zane dropped on a random channel at 4 a.m. on, like, a Tuesday. And everyone was like, what? And it was because the rights uh, rights to create a TV adaptation of the Wheel of Time were expiring, and this production company did not want to give up the rights yet. So they had to churn out something to prove that they were indeed working on a Wheel of Time TV show in order to maintain the rights. They didn't even buy a time, uh, they didn't even like schedule a time slot for this premiere. They bought an infomercial time slot and just dumped it at like 3 a.m. on a random channel. It's incredible. I think you can find the full thing on YouTube. It's unhinged. I adore it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, uh, I don't know. We're going to be back. Oprah's not in it. Sorry no, 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 there was, was it, was it, th- what was I thinking of? It was one of the beloved children sci-fi shows that were, uh, I mean. Oh, 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 Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle You're in thinking Time, of a wrinkle in that's time. it, yeah. The one that says that God isn't real, I wasn't able to read it because of sure. that. Yeah. Sure. For some reason, I could read almost anything I wanted, but if it was explicitly atheist, like, I couldn't read it. Right. So I was never able to read. I couldn't read the Golden Compass or any of the his Dark Materials thing, mm-hmm. which only made me want to mm-hmm. read it more. And I still haven't read of it. Course. I just watched the show. Oh. And uh, okay, oh, that's good enough. Yeah, you know, I I have other shit. I have other shit to read, like space lesbians. Yeah, and and space magic, and time traveling right. uh, magicians. Who's uh whose turn is it? Oh, yours. Off? It's mine. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wanted to double check. All right, well, in that case, you know. Uh, it's been an incredible journey, and here's to many more. And uh, you, you, you got to do it. You got to shoot me. Unleash your true darkness, Jesse. Shoot me. Shoot me now. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna like shoot the most uh, offensive place that I could shoot you while keeping you alive. Bam. Ah, fuck my finger, Jesse. I only have one hand. God damn it! I needed these fingers. I have three fingers now, you asshole. What am I gonna do with three fingers? What? You shot off my thumb? What? You... <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Stop. I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Get my pretty name out of your mouth. We are not the same with the